0: to the Ascent Sportsman's podcast, episode five. I talked a little bit last week about how to use technology in an effort to begin developing a hunting plan for the area that you're going to hunt. Originally this week, I was going to dive a little bit into some elk scouting tips for when you have that digital hunt plan developed but I've had many questions about what sort of gear I carry in my pack during elk season. So this week we'll be discussing some of those items that are essential to helping you get through the hunt and even after the harvest. Uh, First, we're gonna start with some basic items that are absolutely essential. As we all know, food and water are the two most basic necessities in the elk woods. Um, however, this can be quite taxing on the body. If you're going to carry large amounts of food and water and long hikes, it, it'll wear you down before your season is even began. So some of the things that I would like to discuss are some items that I carry in my pack. Um, are what sorta helped me along the way. And I know that if, if at any point I get stranded or if I become, you know, in a bind, I can rely on these things. So first and foremost, I carry a hydration bladder and I accompany it with Sawyer water filtration. Now my hydration pack is two liters But, you know, normally I'll go through like three quarters of that, but I, I carry the Sawyer water filtration system because if at any point that pack runs dry, I can go and I can find a, I can find a stream and I can just fill the bag up and it has a filter right in here so once you open it water will run through here and it'll be good to drink um, you know I, I used it on my last mule deer hunt and it uh, you know it came in really handy there were points where I had maybe a quarter of my bag left and we were up at some high elevations but it's just on the safe side making sure you're not gonna contract those bacterial diseases, you know, Giardia and such, Uh, you know, it's it's a helpful tool to have. Other things I carry backpack meals. These are light and they're easy to carry around. You can, you know, you just add hot water and then let it sit for a bit and they're ready to eat. Uh, So with those backpack meals, I carry an MSR, An MSR pocket rocket so this stove unfolds the fuel canisters weigh about a pound and you simply screw it on to the fuel canister Uh, these guys right here they come in a smaller 8 ounce form as well but screws right onto the top Use your fire starter, uh, waterproof matches, wh- whatever you're carrying with you, as a as an ignition source, and it'll heat up heat up water in a matter of seconds. Um, my buddy my buddy Jeff and I use this on our backcountry mule mule deer hunt as of last year, and you know it's it's a lifesaver for when you're in just. Uh, When you're hungry and you're just in a pinch and you need, you just need something to get you through the day. Um, This thing right here is everything I could have, could have ever expected Uh, fire starters. So waterproof matches Flint, you know, whatever, whatever you can find, that's going to be waterproof. And is it going to be an easy ignition source? That's your best bet. Cause the last thing you want in the field is wet matches and then you're stuck, you know, hungry, you know, what have you, it's, it really is a lifesaver. I also carry protein bars. So one reason for this is I, these backpack meals are great and they have a lot of nutritional value, but they don't pack enough protein to keep you going for those, 15, 20, 25 mile hikes. So I always carry the little, little protein bars, you know, they 20 grams, 10 grams, whatever it is. And I can snack on those as, as well as like trail mix. That's great source of protein when you're up there, you know, just things that will keep you going. Also I carry an electrolyte supplement. Um, so this can be anything from powdered Gatorade. What I prefer is Squincher. It's really, really high in potassium and sodium, and it, it'll just it'll keep your keep your mu- muscles working even when you're fatigued. Just some of the basic things that I try to keep in my pack, um, you know, just just so if I ever run into any sort of any sort of issues or I'm just feeling, you know, not myself on the trail. I can, I can sit down, have a bite to eat, regroup my thoughts and then I'm ready to go. So that's pretty much bare bones stuff that, that you're going to want to carry. Um, so that's nutrition wise, proper nutrition is must. We all know that, uh, where I start first and foremost, though is a good pair of waterproof boots. There is nothing worse than having wet feet and blisters. So the pair of boots that I actually wear are an insulated pair of Irish Setter Vapor Tricks. So they're really, really light, insulated, waterproof. You know, I can go pretty much anywhere I need to go and it they allow my feet to breathe so that I don't have to worry about blisters and sores and and whatever may occur you know nobody wants foot rot gangrene none of of that's really all that fun I also try to carry extra socks and moleskin so if I feel like my feet are damp I can switch out those socks I have dry ones on you know air out my boots and then I can keep continue going I also carry moleskin this is just in case I do happen to get get blisters on my feet I can then you know take it out cut a hole in the middle put it around where the blister is at it allows it to breathe and it keeps your boots from rubbing Those are super essential um, I, I don't go into the elkwoods without them uh, anybody who know anybody who knows me is knows that I hate wet feet. Especially when I'm out there, I, you know, I get I get miserable, and wet feet in cold conditions can just lead to bad things, you know, hypothermia, frostbite. So just make sure you got. You're taking care of your feet. Um, those boots are going to be what carries you. From point A to point B, from start to finish. So just just keep take care of the wheels that got you there, right? I also carry a first aid kit. Um, You never know what sort of random ass cuts, scrapes, bruises, anything can happen out there. Um, You know, you're skinning an animal, all of a sudden you nick yourself with a knife. You know, last thing you want is an infected cut and you know that, that. It's not super, super serious, but then again, you know, it can lead to other problems down the road and you just, you don't want to have that sort of frustration. So I take a first aid kit with me everywhere. Uh, These survival and first aid kits are available at Cabela's and they come in absolutely handy. That's where I have band-aids, you know, extra pair of scissors. There's fishing line, weights, just in case of emergency space blanket, if I have to build an emergency emergency shelter, which hopefully I'll never have to use, but it's it's always a good thing to good thing to have in your pack. I also carry Paracord. I carry 550 cord. And the reason for that is um if I ever have to hanging animal or I'm having issues getting it out of somewhere or I need an even an extra strap on my pack because room after you've brought down a note becomes very scarce in your pack once you start packing meat in there becomes limited amount of space so the paracord can act as another strap to help you secure other things to your pack so it's, it's useful to useful to have um, even, even, you know, if, if you've taken a four wheeler in and you have shot that elk, not too far from, from a trail, you can, you can then drag the elk as far as you can, you know, hypothetical situation. You want to drag the elk as far as you can, then you can attach 550 cord to, to the animal, to your winch. If your four wheelers got it, and it can aid aid in the loading process and you could, you can create a bunch of things from it. So it's, it's useful to have. Um, I also like to carry more than one knife. Reason being everybody knows a knife will get dull, but along with that I carry my knife sharpener. However, the knife that I carry is a Havalon Titan. Uh, one, one end is a razor blade, the other end is your basic um, buck style knife with with a gut hook. So I don't really have to rely on a knife sharpener that much because I can just pop the blades, pop the blades off, put them back on. Um, if you're looking into just starting out cutting or you know you don't have a good idea of what knife you need need to be looking at, You know, there are a lot of good knives on the market. I prefer the Haviland because it's easy, quick, you know, I can switch out a blade. It's still sharp and I can carry on with my day. Um, But if you don't have, you don't want to, you know, drop a hundred bucks on a knife and some blades, you can, you can just as easily use a pocket knife. You know, just make sure that you're carrying a knife sharpener. It's going to help you in the long run. Sharp knife is a safe safe knife, right? So, the more dull that your knife gets in the field, you're gonna have more issues with nicks, cuts. You know, cutting into meat, it just it happens. Uh, I I also recommend carrying a bone saw. Um, elk brisket is very very hard to cut through. Um, it, it can be done, but if you want to be able to spread that, that rib cage apart and get up inside and get all of the, all of the nasty shit out of there, you know, I recommend having a bone saw. It'll come in real handy. Um, you know, or, or you can just learn how to process meat. You know, I, my dad is exceptional at this. He, I've never seen that man use a bone saw. Strictly a Havilon, he can get everything he needs to done. He's, is one of the, one of the best that I know. So, you know, giving you a little props here, dad, but, but in all reality, I mean, if you're just beginning a bone saw is definitely, definitely one of the essential tools to have in that pack, you know, and the lighter your pack is, the, the easier your days are going to be, um, most archery elk hunters, you know their packs are going to be looking in the in the range of 45 to you know that 65 70 pound pound mark but you know with just the essentials i uh, i think mine weighs right around 55 pounds so you know it's just what you feel comfortable carrying um large game bags are absolutely huge uh there is nothing worse than having spoiled meat when you get back to your truck. Any archery hunter on the face of this planet knows that heat is your worst enemy. So I've read somewhere that meat will begin to spoil, uh, right in the ballpark of like 45 degrees. So if you can have those game bags ready, um, the Alaskan game bags are what I use. So if you can have those game bags ready and get your carcass, you know, prepared and into those bags as quick as possible, it's going to save you a lot of frustration in the long run. It's just, it's all about, about proper care of your meat, you know, the, the better, better care you take in the field leads to better quality meat that you have in your fridge. And, you know, essentially, the longer it's going to last and the more you're going to get out of it. Um, Some other, other things that I, I like to carry, but they're not super essential. Um, I know a lot of guys who don't carry rain gear, but I carry frog tog rain gear and extra layers. Reason for this is Colorado is kind of kind of bipolar. So it could be sunny, sunny 70 degrees, one minute, and then you turn around and you're in a freak blizzard. So I always layer when I go out. If if I feel like I'm too hot, you know, just take off some layers and put them on my pack. Um, my layering, layering system consi- consists of a moisture-wicking long sleeve underneath, and then I put a T-shirt over the top and then like uh, like a three-quarter zip hoodie over that, and then a, a heavier coat. I mean, not I'm not speaking like a Carhartt, but just something that's gonna gonna get the wind, keep the wind from cutting in. Uh, and and you know, if you feel like you want to carry a, a heavy coat or some bibs in your pack, that, that's gonna add a little bit extra weight, but. You know, it'll be good to have in the long run. I, I carry the frog togs rain gear because more than once I have been absolutely pissed on, um, the, and anybody who knows the archery season, archery season, those rainstorms can be, be quick, fast and and brutal. Uh, So I carry a frog tog rain gear just so I don't have to roam around and in wet clothes my entire day. You know, it's not really all that fun to have to dry out your clothes and be sitting there freezing. Um, you know, it's just, it's about, about preparation. The better you prepare, the, the better off you are. And some of the, some of the more important things are gonna be like your fire starters and your your electrolytes and just your nutrition. That's going to carry you farther than anything. Um, you know th- those boots I've had I've had those pair of Vapor Treks for eight years now, and they have been nothing short but a lifesaver. Um, I I just switch out the insoles and they're just as waterproof now as they were in the beginning. Even with a few holes, um, just equipment you can trust, you know, make sure that if you're, you're an archery hunter, I carry an extra D loop, some extra cord to make that D loop. That way, if I have an issue with my D loop in the field, it, it breaks, it comes off, whatever, you know, I can, I can just wrap a new one, burn it on and I'm good to go. Um, I also carry, some extra peep sights. That way, you know if I fall, I fall whatever my peep sight gets jarred loose. I can just spread it back open, and and I'm good to go. Uh, just pretty much any extra parts that I need for my bow, even even my gun. Uh, I don't always carry it, but I like to have. Have the bore snake candy and even some rim oil just in case you know I'm I'm having issues with with my bolt retracting. It's it's just one of those little maintenance things. If everything is cohesive and it flows well, the better off you are, you won't have gun jams. You know, you draw back, draw back on a bull, and all of a sudden. You know, a peep sight comes loose. Those are a hunter's worst nightmare. Just those little maintenance things that you can do to prevent any sort of incidents happening in the field. Uh, what, what I'd like to do right now is kind of open it up for you guys and some questions, just like I did on the last podcast. Um, I feel like I had really good feedback as far as you guys asking some questions. So if you just want to, want to shoot them off, um, I'll be, I'll be ready. Thank you all of you guys for tuning in. Ashley Kelly. Who else we got? Aunt Becky, Mike, thanks for joining in. Oh, coach Oliver. Thank you. Grandpa Beck and Rose, Pam, mom, Chris, Jordan, Kathy, hey everybody thank you for thank you for tuning in today. Um, really appreciate it. So it looks like I don't have any questions coming in but um, so that'll that'll be some of your basic gear um, if if you guys know of anything else that I might be missing, oh yeah. GPS, GPS and maps are going to be pretty crucial, especially if you're hunting in an area where you've never hunted before. Uh, Even if you're hunting in an area where you've hunted for 25 years, I, I trust my GPS. I have GARM, uh, Onyx hunt maps installed. On that GPS, so I'm able to see land boundaries, property ownership, um, contact information for a large majority of landowners, and it just it helps me to make sure that I'm in the right spot at the right time. Because the last thing that I want to do is, first and foremost, I don't want to even begin to be caught up in in some sort of you know he said she said game where. I've shot a bull on the public side and he jumps the private side. And then I'm in a dispute with a landowner. That's, that's just not something I I'm prepared to prepared to take on. So I just like to make sure that I know where I'm at at all times. You know, I have, I have my GPS there. Okay. I'm still on national forest, what have you. I know that the property line is here. And it all it also allows me to know where borders are, because border hunting, border hunting elk is is one of the more traditional ways that you can go about harvesting animals. Um, you know, getting in those transition zones and and just being able to kind of kind of head off a herd. So that's really helpful. Um, good binoculars are going to be another, another lifesaver. Quality glass is crucial. Um, You know, just for glassing, it also makes it easier for when you are in, in a situation where maybe you're in a point restriction area and you, so for an example, Maybe you have a bull, that's out four or 500 yards and he's working his way in and you can't really decipher that, that fourth point or that, that six inch brow time. And you're in a, you're in an area where it's four points or better. So good glass is just going to be able to help you identify and prevent making mistakes. Um, I use, I use Vortec, Vortec diamondbacks binoculars, uh, forget, forget power right off the top of my head. But those are good quality binoculars that, that I trust, um, clear images, good low light, good low light vision, you know, just helps me identify things. Cause you know, I'm blind and that's just, that's just the way it's gotta be. I have to be able to identify things before I even attempt to make a shot. Um, I also, I also carry a good rangefinder. It just helps for when I'm not sure of, of distancing. You know, it, I I've become a really good judge as I've started to started to archery hunt more. But what I found is those tricky distances where that you know they may be 34, 34, 44, 24. Um, those can be a little bit of a bear especially for new archery hunters who, who haven't quite learned how to, how to work their sight pins and such, you know, if, if I can just pull my glass up range him, okay. He's at, he's at 24, 24 yards. And my particular, particular range finder, my Leopold, it has arrow drop compensation. So angle drop compensation, however, so I use that to gauge kind of how the shot's gonna be, you know. If, if I'm uphill, you know, I can aim a little bit higher. If I'm downhill, you know, I can drop drop the pin a little bit bit closer to his body. Uh, it just it just helps for the more ethical side of things. I like to not so much use it as a as a surefire tool. I, I use it as a guiding tool. I use it to help me be sure how far, how far they are. So I I know where my shot placement needs to be. And just, just identify some of my mistakes that I'm maybe, maybe making. Um, I choose, I choose Vortec and Burris optics for all of my rifles. Um, Burris, is made right here in Colorado in Greeley. Um, I mainly buy them because they are Colorado owned. However, good low light, good low light vision, um, great zoom capability. Uh, some of them even come with, you can have them custom, custom, yeah, you can have custom turrets built for your exact cartridge. So you're not having to guess hold over and, you know, know your exact ballistics. It's all calculated for you. You can just pull up as long as you're sighted in to 100 or 200 yards, whatever you're comfortable with. You can, from there, if you have an animal that's, you know, 350, I just reach up, turn the turret to 350 and I hold right on it. Once again, it just comes down to ethics. Um, you know, those are some of the things that I like to like to focus on, but more importantly, the items in your pack, you never know one day they may save your life. Um, if, if you have even a portion of of these of this equipment in your in your pack you know it's going to be substantially st- substantially helpful um, you know as well as the good glass it's going to help you be more ethical um, maybe even maybe even improve improve your shooting capabilities a little bit uh, so just just remember to prepare yourself and you know, do what you do what you can to beforehand know what you're getting yourself into because elk hunting is, is its own monster. And if you are not prepared for that monster, it, it can eat you up and sh- and spit you out. Uh, so just take some of these tips and use them in the field and you know, it. It'll not only improve, improve the, the the quality of your hunt, but it'll make sure you get out in one piece and it damn sure can help you, you know, help make that pack out a little bit easier. Uh, that's, that's all the time that I have today. I hope that everybody has a great Easter weekend, um, regardless of. Of COVID 19. You know, hug your loved ones, hold them tight, and uh, we'll see you guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Ascent Sportsman's Podcast. You can find Cryptic Ridge gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash crypticridge um, The Hunt Fearlessly shirts The Speed Goat collection The Huntress collection and the Thunder Chicken collection are all available on that website um, For more gear contact me directly on Facebook Austin Reed That's all the time that I have today. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, always hunt fearlessly.